Welcome back to a Sword of Star Wars book club with Matt Lehman. Hi, Matt. Hello, Ryan. And we are in chapter 11 of Red Rising by Pierce Brown. And chapter 11 is called Mad. Mad. And I think it's probably because the first line is, you're mad. <laughs> that's, so, that's a good guess. <laughs> quick recap. Uh, Dancer just told Mickey. Mickey's the carver. Dancer is like the leader of the Sons of Ares. Don't get them mixed up like I did. <laughs> Dancer just told Mickey that they want to make uh, Darrow into a gold. Okay. To infiltrate the golds. Well, he didn't say that, but we assume that's why. Yeah. Um, and so basically this chapter is Mickey just explaining how that's impossible. Okay. Oh, what did I put for my synopsis? Is that what I put? Um, oh, no. Chapter 11. Synopsis. Darrow changes Mickey's mind. Ah, uh, yes. Yes. So at the beginning of the chapter... Mickey is like, no, it's impossible. You're crazy. Do you even know what would need to take place for that? Right. Um, they talk about uh, DNA matching with the sigils, cerebral extraction, subdermal markings in their skulls, um, data chips attached to their frontal cortexes. So there's like all this stuff. It's not just like taking these two sigils from one person and putting them right. into somebody else yeah like a, a copy and paste type of a situation no here. no right it's a lot more involved yep another thing that mickey brings up is not just the physical part of it but also the uh he says he also says and there's the trauma and the associative reasoning um there's still one problem we cannot make him smarter one cannot make a mouse a lion right so basically basically he's implying that uh, Darrow is dim-witted. <laughs> right. Um, yep. Yeah. Daft. <laughs> Daft um, like Jack. <laughs> but we know that uh, Darrow is pretty smart. Right. Yeah, we talked about that when, you know, you're having to do math while you're doing a claw drill and right. all that kind of stuff. Yep. Yeah. Because he was, like, figuring out how much helium-3 he has to do to beat the other guys and all that while right. he's working. Right. Um. So we know that he's pretty smart, but Mickey doesn't know that. Right. Um, and the whole time Mickey's talking to them, he has this uh, game, like a digital super, uh, super, um, like a Rubik's Cube on steroids is right, what I, I picture. Just, I, yeah. That's what I was always pictured to be yeah. like something like if they continue to make Rubik's Cubes and updating them, yeah. like let's assume that. 700 years ago. At least we have a little bit of a timeline here. 700 years. Right. Of Rubik's Cube evolution here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Rubik's Cube evolution. <laughs> but the one thing I was going to say too, I, I think what was interesting when you talked about a mouse cannot be a lion, I think it's also, and I think he probably, Mickey probably knows this, and I think everybody knows this, um, that it's an attitude that the mm -hmm. gold have. It's a, it's a persona. It's a... Um, expectation that they have of themselves um, compared to everybody else that is probably one of those hardest things to overcome. Like how yeah. can you become somebody that's always been suppressed to being somebody that is superior? Because I think right. when you are somebody that's suppressed, you recognize, you recognize how that feels and I, I do think, though, that you can channel that anger or frustration or um, whatever you want to call it 
of being suppressed into becoming a suppressor because oftentimes our human nature is well if i'm going to be you know pushed down i'm going to push somebody else down right right um but i think it's just a different sort of aura you have to have as a goal that i think he's trying to allude to as well right like a lion knows that they are the king of the jungle right type of a thing so yeah it's because they're like they've lived with it their whole lives where if you just give someone this gift right away i mean just give it to them and like now like they don't know how to act especially once like you said they're like so much lower like looking up the golds is like the perfect human like even like as a gold looking at other golds you would still feel far less than them even if you look like it it would hard it would be hard to have that attitude it's like i'm equal to these people right yeah yeah um so they ask him what's the actual like plan for darrow and um dancer says he will apply to the institute he will be accepted there he will excel well enough to reach the ranks of peerless scarred. He can train to be a praetor, a legate, 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 yeah, politico, questiar, anything. He will advance to the prime position. The primer, the better. From there, he will be in position to do as Ares requires for the cause. So it's all. Uh, Mickey finds out. Oh, it's all for like Ares, right? Like the sons of Ares, right? Um, and they talk about the um institute and i think later in the chapter um the he, uh mickey says the institute is not a school it is a calling ground where the golds go back where the golds go to hack at one another till the strongest in mind and body is found you will die that's what mickey says to darrow mm-hmm. and it's interesting he uses that word calling ground um we'll find out later why it's interesting that he's like this is like an institute you think of like a school Right. I remember reading the first time I just figured it was a school because earlier they said earlier they said it's where you learn to be a gold basically mm-hmm. um, or a peerless scarred and it's not the institute isn't quite what we expect later right. on. Right. And Daryl could have no like Mickey's telling him the full truth here but Daryl would have no way to expect what is going to happen. Right. Um, I don't even know if like Dancer knows what that institute actually is. Well, you have to. I mean, well, I mean, they do I think, televise it, don't they? Um, they only televise it to sponsors, if I remember okay. correctly. It's only to a certain select Probably few. Just golds, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think they televise it. Um, not society like wide, yeah. yeah, right. It's not like the Hunger Games, yeah, right. Yep, yeah. Um. So we were talking about Mickey's game earlier. So Mickey is talking about how. Darrow isn't smart enough to do this, and Darrow Darrow wants to prove that he's smart enough, so he picks up the cube, Rubik's cube extreme. Yeah, <laughs> the Rubik's cube X and uh, extreme <laughs> Rubik's cube extreme, <laughs> and um, he figures out how to do it right away, and like surpasses Mickey. Um, like Mickey was playing with it, and he was he was doing okay, but then. Um, Darrow picks it up, never having played it before, figures out the patterns and the math and everything, how to do it right away, and like blows Mickey away with his skills, his hands. Right. Of course. Yeah, his, his hands. fingers flicker faster than tongues of fire. <laughs> <laughs> All about the fingers and the hands. <laughs> he said uh, when um, Mickey 
says that he's uh, not smart. He says, have you ever been in a mine, ever used your fingers to dig through a fault line at 12 degree angle while doing the math to accommodate 80% rotation power and 55% thrust so you don't get a gas pocket reaction while sitting in your own piss and sweat and worrying about pit vipers that bury into your gut and lay eggs. Um, and he's he says all that while he's playing the game. Right. Um, so he's pretty good multitasker. Yeah. Um, and this was interesting at the end. So he he beats the game or he does really well in the game. Um, and uh, Mickey says impossible and Harmony says evolution, which I thought was kind of interesting. What does that have to do with evolution um, other than his hands being fast and strong? Like that doesn't make your mind. Evolution doesn't make your mind any stronger. Yeah, I mean, it's, you would say, you could say that, you know, in that, you think about what evolution would be, it's kind of like the survival of the fittest. I mean, yes, it talks about, um, evolution talks about physical attributes being passed along. But I also think that if you're smart enough to survive, you're going to pass, the, the, the idea would be is that you would pass that along to your progeny as well. Oh, um, progeny? Your, your progeny yeah like you, like those who Let come me get out my you. uh thesaurus here <laughs> <laughs> i need to like write i need to like highlight that and right click <laughs> say look up please <laughs> your your children your offspring uh, okay <laughs> and and so i think that that's a little bit of what she's saying that in the minds you're gonna have a really difficult situation where you know, if for those that survive and those that do well are going to be kind of, they're going to rise to the top mm-hmm. and the ones that don't are going to be, you know, are going to be kind of cleaned out or whatever. Yeah. So I think that that's what I would guess that she's trying to say. Um, but, you know, as we find out in the next couple of chapters, evolution really has nothing to do with <laughs> what they need him to do. He right. just, I think what they see in him is the the base that is needed to build off of right yeah um you're talking about the evolution i guess that's how the golds became the golds as well i mean they talk i am not 100 percent sure they talk earlier about like body modifications and everything like that that he sees you know right men with like big muscles and girls with like perfect curves and whatever right and I can't, I'm not really sure as far as the golds go, if that's part of it as well, or if it's just like perfect genetic, like, um, genetics over 500, 700 years that like just the best of the best are golds and they reproduce within their own, you know, the golds right. and like, so, um, but then once later we get to the Institute, we find out that not all golds are good looking, <laughs> right? Even, even they're not, well, all. and you even see too that in the next couple of chapters um how i mean how um you can use body modifications you can use some of those things to push evolution along right and i believe it's it's either mickey or dancer who talk about forcing evolution forward yeah he says i think the term he uses forced darwinism yeah yeah i think that's in the next chapter yeah yeah um, a couple chapters ago, or last chapter, or something, they talked. We talked about the difference between pixies and bronzy bronzes and right. golds. Right. Um, and here they do actually. We're trying to remember what they were, but here they actually has a description. Um, because Mickey's like, you're gonna make him like a peerless scarred, not a bronzy, 
and um, then there's like a little nobody says it, but they, say, but they say a bronze is a faded gold of the same class, but looked down on for inferior appearance, lineage, and capabilities. And then Mickey's like, "What about a pixie?" And then they say, "We don't want him to go to nightclubs and eat caviar like the rest of those worthless golds. We want him to command fleets." So that's kind of what we said. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was interesting we had that conversation, and then the next chapter, like pretty much laid out exactly the difference between bronze and right. pixies and golds. Right. They're all golds. Yeah. Or bronze and pixies and peerless cards, I guess. Yeah. They're all golds. Some are just looked on better than other ones. Right. So, yep. Um, so, I said that Mickey uh, has his mind changed by Darrow, and that's because when he beats the game at the end, um, Dancer says, we will need to discuss a price. Right. So, Mickey's in for it. Mickey's yep. down now. Yeah. So, Yep, that's what did it. Yeah, and um, the next chapter is called the carving. Yep, which is what we talked about. I think last chapter when he said how many people have survived the carving. Right, and they said nobody of ninety-seven. Yeah, people have tried and they've all died or asked for death. So, so this could be the last chapter of the book. <laughs> could be. Could totally switch to a brand new character. Yeah, there you go. It's like reading uh, Game of Thrones. It's like, oh, here's the main character. Oh, I guess not. Yeah, <laughs> guess he's gone. <laughs> Uh, so tune in next week to hear chapter 12 and thanks Matt for coming thanks for having me yep be safe be courteous bye bye bye